everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Speak Up Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alana. And it is I, Esmeralda, your second host. It feels great to be back and to talk to each and every one of you guys. I hope you guys have had an amazing day and week as well. Same. I don't know about everyone else, but I had a great week. What about you, Esmeralda? Well, it's been tiring mostly because of a, a certain someone whose name goes by Stuart, if you know what I mean, Alana. Yes, I know what you mean. He's been kind of hard on us, but it's created this podcast, so I can't really complain. But being a college student is tough, so it comes with the load. Yes, you are absolutely right. And speaking about college life and being a college student, we started our Stories and Strategies series. This series will consist of five episodes, hopefully, and will be released once a month. Oh, yes. And another thing to mention is we'll be discussing how to succeed in college and coping with the college lifestyle, as well as getting the most out of your education. We will also be interviewing a special guest in each of our podcasts so that they can inform all of you lovely people their own strategies and what has made them be successful. Person? (laughs) A a successful person today. Sorry. It's okay. But that sounds wonderful. I can't wait to hear all these stories from different points of views. It is hard to believe this is our second podcast already. Being involved in this podcast and speak is not what I was expecting when I first started college. That has me thinking, what about you, Esmeralda? What were you expecting when you first started college? You're thinking awfully a lot, Alana. But <laughs> <I know. laughs> what was I expecting? Well, I guess I was expecting to meet all of you wonderful people like you. Oh, thank you. I'm glad we met. You're a wonderful person, too. And so is our audience. Thank you. Thank you. Other than that, I honestly wasn't expecting much when joining JCC. All I know is that I will hopefully be transferring to obtain my bachelor's degree. Do you have any plans after JCC, Alana? Hmm. Actually, yes, I do. I plan on being at JCC for two years, then transfer to a four-year university like NC State, then go to law school for my law degree. I used NC State as an example because my top schools are NC State and UNC. How about you? Do you have any top choices for school? My top choices? Well, there are two, and they are both Barton and ECU. But either one or the other, as long as I gain knowledge along the way, I am fine with that. That's fair. Knowledge is knowledge as long as you get it. It shouldn't really matter where you learn it from. I agree. I wish we could be talking more about this topic, but I think it's time to introduce our one and only special guest. Today's interviewee is Miss Austin Vick, a former CCP student at JCC who was later transferred to ECU. She has since graduated and loves to share her experience as a CCP student here at JCC with others. Welcoming Miss Austin Vick. I hope you have been doing well, Austin Vick. It's really nice to see you for the first time and listen to you. Awesome. I'm so glad to be included. This is awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're currently working on in life? Yeah. So it has been a little bit since I was in the program. So like you said, my name's Austin Vick. I was at JCC. I graduated from high school there in 2012 and then spent a year there as a JCC student. Transferred to ECU. Then I obtained my master's of education at Clemson University in 2018. And since then, I now work at Old Dominion University, which is in Norfolk, Virginia, the coastal area near Virginia Beach. And I oversee our visit center. So (laughs) if you think about when you're exploring college and you're going on tours, you're doing those large scale events like open house, admitted students day, transfer sessions, all of that is housed under um, me as well as our tour guides and ambassador team. 
which is kind of a full circle because that's how I started at JCC. Well, with you starting at JCC, it's because of the program, right? What made you lead into that decision to choose that program? My mom has always uh, worked at a community college and she was a big proponent of what that education can look like and all the, the different resources. And so I was familiar with the concept and I've always been really ambitious. So I knew I, my education, I wanted to take me far, but I knew it was expensive. I knew it came with a lot of dedication. So when I was a sophomore in high school, there was a program called Middle College, um, which is no longer at JCC, but it's similar to the CCC program where I would take my high school courses on the college campus, on the community college campus, and then also take those additional courses, which was a really good opportunity because I got to create my own schedule, start already pouring into my own interest. Um, I wasn't just taking an art class. I got to take art history and knock off some credits, which was awesome to me. So I was really attracted just to the opportunity, but also getting to experience high school life. I was 15 when I started the program. So that way I could still be a part of prom or you know some of those other high school elements I, I didn't want to miss out on. So it just kind of was the perfect program to let me be ambitious with my educational goals, but also still have fun. Um, and then at 18 was a junior in college, which was an awesome accomplishment, but also helped me in my bank account. So um, <laughs> I was happy to be able to be a part of that. So um, with you taking like high school and college classes, was it hard for you or was it easy? I think it was hard um, in a way that it just took a lot of maybe dedication. I had a mentor once tell me that it's not so much that classes are hard because anytime you learn a new concept, it comes with a difficulty. There's a different element of learning to it. But if you're interested and you're dedicated to something, you can make it happen. And when you start so young, it's kind of all you know. <laughs> so starting in, you know, at 15 or 16, when you're doing these classes, you're already formatting the way you learn in a different element. So maybe that first semester is hard, but you start to get used to that. So when I went to ECU at 18 as a junior, I could have taken it easy, but I was already used to learning at a fast pace and stepping up to different challenges. So I took 18 credit hours every semester. Wow. Um, <laughs> my parents were like, calm down, girl. You know, you, you've done what you needed to do. Enjoy your time. I was finished with a degree at 20 and was able to add on internships and stay an additional year to do a minor and then was 21 in grad school getting a full ride. So, and I don't say that to be like, flip my hair, humble brag, but it just because of that program setting me up to be ambitious and know that I could dedicate myself, complete goals and use resources to assist me. It kind of was a natural progression, um, which is why I work in education now because it, it afforded me opportunities that I wouldn't have had elsewhere. So it was hard, yes, <laughs> but uh, it, it's easy to, to get used to, I think. I think I understand where you're coming from since I was a ECA student. So I guess how JCC like made this comfortable when talking to you about that, how has the classes per se helped you into like preparing yourself studying for that transition into the university? So I think the biggest thing I learned apart from maybe like the studying or planning aspect is being at JCC at a smaller campus with staff and faculty that are dedicated to supporting you, that same understanding is at a college setting, but you're in a class of 200, so you have this perception that a faculty member doesn't want to work with you, or that you're just a number, which, you know, maybe if you're taking a chem class, <laughs> those classes are big, and maybe that is more of a difficult connection, but because at JCC, I was in classes of 15, I created relationships with college um, professors. So when I got to ECU, it wasn't weird for me to walk up the first day of class and say, 
hey, anatomy and physiology isn't my jam. <laughs> like, what are your resources? <laughs> what would you um, offer that I could do, which they respected? And they see that in you. Often when I work with students and they tell me that they're transfer students, I already know that they've been through the rigor of college courses. They have a different understanding of what being a college student is. So I think that was what really prepared me for the transition going into a university. As far as studying, you're already used to professors having expectations that maybe your high school teachers don't. I know in freshman in high school, my mom could kind of push an email to the teacher and help me out when I missed an assignment. When you're in college classes, you don't have that. So I think I've always been a student that dedicated myself to study practices, but maybe the uh, having to be self-reliant and prepared and study for yourself and you know, set your own standard of who you'll be as a student started as a community college student and then just helped me later on. So you would say like being a community college student made it easier to transfer into university? A thousand million, you know, whatever the number, I'm not a math student, but Um, I I always encourage students, especially I work in admissions now, and to be transparent, we're salespeople, you know, we're trying to get people at our institution, there's a lot of competition. But sometimes I work with students and the best option for them is community college. I know it was my best option. I was 17 (laughs) and was not ready for college. And so I, I think sometimes I work with students and I start talking to them about that option, because I know it prepared me, even though I was a really good student academically, I needed some of those resources to support me. And so I think that's best for a lot of students, and especially college is really expensive. <laughs> I, I keep on mentioning that. I mean, it helps. It, it really helps you out when you can start with two years under your belt. So yes, yes, it, it, it does. It made me the educator that I, I hope to be is because of the resources I was provided. So going off from there, since we've been talking about a bit like school wise, how about mm-hmm. like your social life, like during JCC, those experiences, how did they help you to go into like the social life and then all the studying into the university type of setting? So as far as the social, I think maybe there's some effort that you have to put yourself into at a community college setting. I remember when I was a middle college student, there wasn't a lunch period. So I was a high school student looking for a lunch period and realized I had to put that on myself. If you want to have that moment to socialize, then I just built it into my schedule. Um, I joined any and all clubs. And I want to say it was the poetry club. I had never written poetry before. And I walked into the meeting and somehow joined it because (laughs) it was a way to meet others and find similar interests. I tell my students all the time now, the whole part of being young and in college or all of that is you have the freedom to just like date around clubs and you go to a club and maybe it doesn't make sense to you. You don't maybe love the people in it. You don't really find a community and you just move on or you have lunch with a random person (laughs) and it was cool. Awesome. Your best friends. You didn't like it. You don't have to get a lunch again. That's not how adults work. I've learned. (laughs) It's a lot harder when you're an adult to try to find a peer. So I think that was the biggest thing that helped me is I kind of had to accept that as my own responsibility and I was president of my student body when I was in high school. And so I just found those social settings. Also, um, a big thing that helped me was I wanted a resume. I didn't have one because I had never worked in any industry. And I I remember telling my parents I didn't want to work at the grocery store. I just didn't like the khakis and polo outfit. Um, And so I was like, I think I want something else. And she was like, we need a resume girlfriend. So I walked into the advising center at JCC and asked for an internship and 
I started working there and by the end of my three years at JCC, I was, you know, kind of manning that front area and I was the office assistant and went from having no resume to having a really strong resume that led me to um, being an ambassador at JCC that final year, which is why I stayed um, before transferring. So I think the more doors you open, of course, that means the more opportunities you have, whether it's to make friends, to make professional networking, just opening that door got me free classes and free books at JCC, got me to be an orientation assistant, which was opportunities my best friends I met at ECU, led me to a career that took me to a full ride at Clemson. I mean, the more doors you open, the more people you meet, the networking you make, it just kind of opens you up to feel comfortable and the uncomfortable and you make friends that way. My first day at ECU, I remember I was lost and I looked lost. <laughs> I was walking around and a girl came up and she said, are you lost? Like, I don't know where I'm going either. And she was a transfer student too. And we immediately just clicked. She's one of my best friends. And so if you can find other transfer students who understand what that experience looks like, um, I think that's a great opportunity to make friends too. Yes. He sounds like you're very resilient. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go back to your community college self, is there anything you would like to change or be differently? As far as my experience in community college? Yes. Hmm, that is a beautiful question. I think, hmm, I don't really ever like to live in a space of what could have been different or, cause of course there's things I would change, but then it would possibly change where I am now. And I'm really proud of where I'm at now. And I'm really happy with a lot of what I've accomplished. So I don't know if I would necessarily change things, but I think things like this are great resources. I graduated in 2012, so it's been almost 10 years since that, and you can see how much it's grown. There wasn't a podcast I could listen to to understand what it might feel like <laughs> to be in that space. Most of my friends were still in high school, and they had, you know, maybe different concerns than I did when I was really wanting to do well on a test so that this counted as a college credit. We had different stressors or different motivators, but I think JCC is a really, really wonderful place with people that are really dedicated to helping their community and the people within it. Um, and that's whether you're <laughs> returning later on in life or you're 15 years old. I think they meet people with a lot of kindness and care. So I don't know if I would change anything, but I would argue I also took JCC for everything it was. I had jobs, I had friends, <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I was there from the time my first class started until the night taking an opportunity. So JCC has everything you need as long as you open yourself to be a part of it. Sounds like you really grew up with JCC. <laughs> to be honest, my mom has taught there since I was a child. So it does very much feel like home to me. I, I loved that place and spent many, many days there um, when she was tutoring at night or asking professors to help me with, you know, homework even before I was a student there. So I love, love me some JCC, big part of my heart. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> well, I really love talking to you during this podcast. Hopefully, Alana and I, we will be able to talk to you more outside from this podcast. You're such a nice person. Yes. <laughs> I think it would be an amazing thing to end this interview with some words of wisdom or advice that you may have for the audience who are listening right now. Oh, well, you guys are the best. We could talk forever. Um, and I'll offer if anyone who's listening or anyone within y'all's, your circles ever need to speak to someone personally. I, I've lived that experience. I've loved that experience, but it doesn't make it easy. So I'm always an open ear to listen or talk about things. Um, and especially now I work in admissions at a university. So if anyone ever wants to talk about transitioning. As far as advice for students, I would say... A great piece of advice I received from a mentor 
was look at life and see who you want to be in life, whether that's professionally, within your education, what impact you would make on the world, whatever. Find what that descriptor is, whether it's a person, a job listing, whatever. Print it out, put it in front of you, and uh, throughout life, do checkpoints of where am I at to make that happen for myself, um, which has served me in ways of being as jobs. So you keep it in front of you. And that the first part of when you, you know, first print that out, you're going to look at it and have no qualification for that job. Because <laughs> it means you're dreaming big. Um, but as you go in life and you start to experience things, you start to network, you meet people, you'll slowly start crossing those things off. And that's kind of a good checkpoint to see, are you who you want to be um, professionally or with your education? But it's also to do checkpoints as a person. I think a lot of students who are in programs like CCP or middle college or whatever, we are ambitious and dedicated to our education, which sometimes mean we miss out on other pieces. But it's important to be just as dedicated to our education as it is us as developing as people. So also have those dreams for yourself of how, you know, you want to take what you've afforded and what you've gotten from JCC and bring that to the world. So I, my mentors at JCC who, who helped me when I was 15, I still love them. I still speak to them. And I hope to be that person for future students. So if, it's, if you work in education or you work in different fields, taking the opportunities you were given and then keep on spreading the goodness, I think. That is great advice. Do you have any um, social medias or any type of way people can contact you that they would like to know you better or learn more about your experience? Yeah, of course. Um, so anyone can uh, email me at a, like Austin, Vic, like Vic, at odu.edu. And I'm happy to chat through um, experiences. I'm not as cool on social media, like I don't have Twitter <laughs> or things like that. But if anyone ever wants to chat, I would love to connect with other JCC people and, and learn more about each other. I just have to say one more time that I just love talking to you. You are so <laughs> calm, like your advice and everything, the way you respond, amazing and great. Yes, so radiant. Yes. Well, my day's made. <laughs> Y'all are the kindest. This has been so wonderful, truly. Thank you for having us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Let's do this again sometime. Call me whenever. We of definitely course. will. Awesome. Well, as I stated earlier, I really loved how the interview went today. Don't you think so? Yes, she was so radiant and informative that I could keep talking to her all day. Also, it was interesting to hear how much middle college has changed over time. Like now it doesn't even exist. It's CCP. That's right. I remember that when I was an ECA student during my first years, middle college did exist. But after a year or so, they just stopped that program. I just find it interesting how things change over time while you being there and experiencing it. But, you know, there is one thing that hasn't changed, and it is Austin Vic's determination. So true. I really admire that about her. And I was just thinking about how similar ECA and CCP and all these other programs are. Like, I always thought it was the same thing, just different names. You know what? We should talk about these, but in a future podcast episode. Yes, but that's for another day. But if you have any questions for Miss Austin Vic, or you want to learn more about the admissions to Old Dominion, you can contact her at avic at odu.edu. Thank you for listening. Make sure you look out for the next episode and the stories and series strategies. And that's all, folks. Have a great day. And one last thing. Thank you once again for all the support. We won't let you down. Until next time, bye. Bye. This podcast was made possible by the JCC Speak Organization. Special thanks to the hosts of this podcast, Alana Reed and Esmeralda Echeverria. 
Also, a special thanks to the faculty advisors, Dr. James Hudson and Ms. Susan Austin. We also would like to especially thank our interviewee, Ms. Austin Vick. This podcast was edited by Oscar Garcia. And I am your JCC Speak Up producer, Stuart Forthover, signing off and wishing you a wonderful rest of your day. Tune in next time.